It's Tuesday, May 12, 2015. Environmental officials monitoring the Hudson River near the Indian Point nuclear power plant over the weekend. Explosion, fire, and oil spill at nuclear plant just outside New York City. Here we go again. Shell gets approval to drill in the Arctic this summer. More new water restrictions amid California drought. GOP votes to slash NASA funding, plus... If we have to ditch or to bail out, we will be a couple of thousands of miles from any island or coast where somebody can rescue us. Solar-powered plane embarks on its most dangerous journey yet. All of those dangerous journeys and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. We have chosen the most exciting application of these technologies. I'll be the judge of that. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, to add fossil fuel insult to nuclear injury, (laughs) we have both a fire and an oil leak at a nuclear plant in New York. Yeah, it's a real double whammy. Indian Point Nuclear Power Plant, 25 miles north of New York City, remains offline after an electrical transformer caught fire and exploded at the facility on Saturday. City, state, and plant officials all say the public was never in any danger. All safety and emergency systems worked as designed, and the affected reactor remains shut down while the cause is investigated. However, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said the transformer accident also spilled at least 15,000 gallons of transformer fluids and special firefighting foam into the Hudson River. Fantastic. Now we're worried about that leaking into the Hudson River, and the plant obviously abuts the Hudson River, so that would be a problem. Oh, do you think? Governor Cuomo went on to say that the oily fluid in the fire-suppressing foam does not harm the environment, but in Monday's broadcast, Energy Director of PublicCitizen.org Tyson Slocum suggested otherwise. Uh, This is not a benign introduction into the Hudson River. This is a uh, polluting oil substance that has been introduced directly into the Hudson River. A polluting oil substance. Uh, I love the way he put that because nobody really knows what it is, as usual. One other point that Tyson made uh, during our conversation on broadcast, he said that the transformer was only about 300 feet away from the nuclear plant, despite the fact that officials were saying this was on the non-nuclear side of the plant. This fire, this explosion, was a football field away from two nuclear reactors. Yes, it's hardly encouraging. Neither is the fact that this nuclear plant is just 30 minutes from New York City and 20 million people in the New York metropolitan area. Meanwhile, the Obama administration on Monday gave conditional approval to allow oil giant Shell to start drilling for oil and gas in the Arctic Ocean this summer. It's a huge victory for Shell and the rest of the petroleum industry. If not for the wildlife in the Arctic, but... Press on. And the approval comes in spite of Shell Oil's tragic comedy of errors in its first botched attempt in the Arctic in 2012, and in spite of the fact that the rig's anti-pollution gear has already failed a Coast Guard inspection just last month. And Obama is allowing it anyway? Yeah. Fantastic. 
For the first time in state history, California's State Water Board has ordered a mandatory 25 percent cut in urban water use statewide after voluntary cuts in residential use amounted to less than half of what California Governor Jerry Brown requested. And now the Water Board will fine cities for failing to meet those targets. But just to check here, still no mandatory restrictions on either the agriculture or the oil industry. That is correct. Even though agriculture uses 80 percent of the water in California. That is correct. Wonderful. Meanwhile, in the House of Representatives, Republicans have voted to gut funding for NASA's Earth Sciences Division. That's the division that studies how our planet and global weather systems actually function. Congressional Republicans have clearly stated that they don't like that NASA studies things like climate change, and they want to force NASA to shift its funding away from climate to focus on space travel instead. Unbelievable. So that's never going to get past the president's desk without a veto, right? It depends on what bill it's attached to. One can hope. Maybe if Shell Oil asks nicely, Obama will approve it. Finally, an update on the Solar Impulse 2, that 100% solar-powered airplane now making an historic first attempt to fly around the world. This week, weather permitting, the Solar Impulse 2 begins its longest and most dangerous leg, crossing the Pacific Ocean from China to Hawaii. That's five days and five nights of flying, powered only by sunlight. It is very dangerous, but for Swiss pilot Bertrand Picard, the risk is worth it. We want people to understand through our adventure that we can achieve impossible things with renewable energies and clean technologies. Well, we hope they do achieve the impossible. For much more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download the Green News Report anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And you can and should find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitter <laughs> at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report.